Welcome to Rainer's Radio, practical training for joint heirs with Christ, with your host, Diane Thomas. Good evening, and welcome to Rainer's Radio. This is Diane Thomas, your host. Let's just take a couple moments and relax, take a deep breath if you want to, settle back, settle down, calm down. Focus a little bit. Remember how much God loves you. He loves you because that's who he is. And he loves you because you're his. You don't have to achieve anything or meet some standard or be or do a certain thing or way. He loves you. And he shows us he loves us because he gives himself to us. Our job is to learn how to receive unconditionally, what he gives unconditionally. We're all so used to having requirements, even on love, even on parent and child love, husband-wife love, different kinds of love, even within the church. I love you as long as you agree with me or as long as you don't make a mistake or shame me or lie to me. We have conditions. God doesn't. Now, that doesn't mean that he doesn't notice when we lie or shame or fail. It's just that doesn't interfere with his love. He kind of puts those things on the list of things we need to work on. Because those are all solical things. Those are all natural things. They're not spirit. God is working through our spirit to rejoin our soul and body to his spirit which our spirit now abides in him. We are one. A lot of the things we're learning about is how to cooperate with what God is already doing. We want to be joining him rather than fighting against him. When we're yoked with him, which we are, if we've been born again, you are are yoked with God. We don't want to be ahead of him. We don't want to be behind him. We want to be with him. And like cattle that are, are yoked together, when one goes slower or faster, the other one feels the pressure. There's a pressure on that yoke. So a lot of times that's a good indicator. If you're feeling pressured, especially if you're feeling pressured about your relationship with God, odds are you're misunderstanding something about his nature. You're trying to move too fast or too slow. Basically, you're disagreeing with God that you're right on time. So think about that for a minute. Is there an area in your life 
where you're feeling pressure, where you're feeling stressed out, where you're feeling out of control. Write it down. There may be several. Write it down. Because these are the areas that God may be wanting to talk to you about. Now, we're here on this earth, and part of the penalty of being earthbound, part of the, the stress, well, is stress, is pressure. So, Just because you're feeling pressure doesn't mean it's about something. It could just be about living in the natural realm, living in the supernatural realm on this earth, dealing with time pressure, peer pressure. But it may be something God wants to talk to you about. And say you come up with a list of five things, and maybe four of them, you know, problems at work, problems with what, what's going on in the world, problems with relationship, prob- you know, your car broke down, whatever. Those are all normal, you know, uneventful situations that really don't, you know, you ask the Lord, Lord, is this something you want to talk to me about? And in, uh, four of them might be fine, but one of them might be, well, yeah, this has been bugging you because you've been trying to avoid talking to me about this subject. And guess what? Even if all five of them, the areas where you're feeling pressure, you go through all of them, Lord, is this something you want to talk to me about? And he says no about every single one of them. Great. Now you know it's just something that's part of the circumstances God has for you here. And you just deal with it. You don't read anything into it. You don't try to make something out of it. You just deal with it in the best way possible. You do the best you can. So sometimes just knowing, okay, there's nothing else going on here. This is just what it is, just what it looks like. My car broke down. Not going to read anything into it. God's not trying to get my attention. The enemy's not attacking me. It's just my car broke down. Now, there may be things around it. Why did it break down? Well, you've been neglecting it, or you didn't have money to pay for a a repair that needed to be done, or somebody else was driving it and wrecked it. Then there might be other consequences or other situations that you need to deal with. And you would ask the Lord about each one of those. Lord, is this why this is still stressing me out? Because somebody else was irresponsible. But if you step back and you look at what are we doing here, we're learning to talk with God. And regardless about the condition of your car, how it got that way, or who's responsible, or whether God wants to talk to you about it or not, it's re- those things really aren't that important. What's important is that you're forming the habit of talking to God, expecting a response knowing that it's, there's a learning curve in knowing him, but it's worth it. Now, we get this idea that, okay, if we're hearing from God, it's infallible. If we're ministering for him, a level of it's going to go perfectly. 
And this is how we often judge one another, that if something's inaccurate or, you, you know, you're uh, a leader in your uh, spiritual, quote, unquote, spiritual leader that you have makes a mistake or even a big one, do you throw out everything else that you learn from that person? No, please don't. It's fine to question everything, but hopefully you were doing that all along the way. Hopefully you're doing that with everything you learn, everything you're exposed to. And it doesn't have to be, okay, now wait a minute, before you go any further, let me check with the Lord about this. The more time you spend with him, the more you will sense his caution. He will give you pause. He'll give you that time to say, Lord, what's going on here? And our responsibility, our duty is to respond. Okay, Lord, what, you know, okay, I'm going to take note and we're going to come back and talk to this talk about this later. Isn't that simple? And yet it's so difficult to put into our normal day, day-to-day living. Because maybe it because it is so simple. It's hard to tell people that you're talking with God, hard to Sometimes even other believers, it's going to be hard to for them to relate to desiring that level of a moment-by-moment relationship with God. And yet that's what he wants. That's what you and I were made for. That's what our spirit, soul, and body were made for. Here on this earth, that's how we are to function like if you tried to use a telephone as a vacuum cleaner. A telephone is a great device. A vacuum cleaner is a great device. But a vacuum cleaner vacuums. It sucks. And a phone you use to communicate with one another. They serve different purposes. Can't use a telephone to vacuum and vice versa. So the more time we spend with him, he starts to align our soul with our spirit. So we don't expect our soul to behave like our spirit. And likewise, our body. We very often rely on attributes of our physical being And that can be anything from something good, something positive, to something negative. You know, we we hide our faults and we accentuate our positives. And we look for how we are accepted based on our appearance, based on, say, somebody has a good singing voice, those kinds of things. Now, That's part of our natural existence here on this earth, is we 
We use our natural senses, sight for instance. We see what somebody looks like and we respond based on what we see. That's normal. But that's not the end of it. In our soul, we will often then make not necessarily, not just judgments, but decisions based on what we see. And then we get to the spirit who speaks truth and life and reality. And God says, what I want to do is connect the spirit, soul, and body so that when we see, we see in part. We are not using our natural senses to get the information we need in order to make a judgment or a decision or uh, reach out or intervene. (coughs) But these are all parts of our learning process. And we're all in a learning process. And yours is going to be different than mine. And yours is going to be different than your than your pastors or your best friends or your, your spouse. Every, and your path is going to be different a month from now than it was a month ago. And we like it that way. But one of the things we want to have confidence in is that God knows what our tomorrow brings and he will have us ready. We so often... We want to know what the future holds so we can control being ready for it. So we can encourage ourselves, so we can, you know, arrange other circumstances, even get credit, but so that we can have some say in what happens. We have a hard time just accepting a blessing or honor or glory from God. Just as hard, we have a hard time giving blessing and honor and glory to others, not just to God. Because we want to have some measure of control. We want to know the end results. We, you know, like let's look at the, you know, the end times, the apocalypse. Scriptures themselves are extraordinarily vague. And one could say that there is no real description of any apocalyptic ending as far as the world, this earth. And we'll save the arguments for some other day. But the point being that we want to know how it ends so we can make sure we're on the right side. I think that's one of the reasons all those books were so popular about the tri- the, uh, the rapture and the tribulation and all that other stuff, left behind, whatever. Because that people took that as, if I know what's going to happen, then I can prepare, I can be ready, and I can be on the right side. And then and they got, God wants me to. That's why he's released this book. That's why he's given this revelation. So I can be ready. So I can be prepared. And and whether we say glorifying to God or just, you know, whatever our motivations are. 
But so I get some level of say. I get some level of control. And yet that's exactly what God is trying to, that desire, he's trying to remove that. If God showed you your future, you wouldn't need him. Probably mess it up. If God showed you what your tomorrow holds, or your next week, or your next month, think about what decisions would you make differently? Would you make different decisions? And why? What if you found out something good was going to happen or something bad? Would you try to avoid the bad and try to make the good better? We would interfere. We would either encourage ourselves or, you know, tough tough through something that was difficult, push through it, because we knew if we pushed through it, then we'd get to a certain reward rather than being able to learn how to depend on God for encouragement or just living with that desire to, well, that that pressure, that need going unfulfilled. But we want to control our circumstances, our past, our present, and our future. That's our soul. You can kind of think of your soul as the controller for what information comes in, comes to and from your spirit. Because even just controlling the information gives your soul a sense of power. And that's what your soul is after. And I don't mean power as, as far as, you know, um, you know um, maniacal or wanting to rule the world or even, you know, gifts-wise, supernatural gifts, but just have a sense of being able to control destiny. We've talked a lot about purpose here on this program. What is your purpose? And so many people struggle with that. Again, let me just tell you, this is what your purpose is, to know God. In, on, in whatever way, on whatever terms, he sets for your life here on this earth. That's it. That's your purpose here on this earth, is to know him. Now, throughout your life, he's going to give you projects. And the purpose of those projects is to accomplish your pur- your purpose, which is to know him. So the challenges he gives you, the projects, serve your purpose. But that's all they are, are projects. They are not your purpose. Say a project is overcoming a physical difficulty. Overcoming that difficulty isn't your purpose. But being changed by depending on God through dealing with your personal, your physical 
problems, that's your purpose because you'll be depending on God to do it. So everything in your life is geared toward your purpose, knowing him, hearing from him, being one with him in whatever way he chooses at any given time. We don't have to be trying to come up with a list of things that we need to cover in order to be pleasing to him or to be a good Christian. He knows exactly where you are. He knows what you will need for tomorrow, and he knows what you need today. Remember, he created time. And when you create something, you have power and authority over it. God has power and authority over time. You are in God. You have power and authority over time in your spirit. We can redeem the time. We can restore. We can speak forgiveness retroactively. Maybe some of you have experienced that where all your life you've been carrying this burden about what some somebody did something to you or you did something to somebody else even. And when that forgiveness finally overcomes the wound and you're able to let go because you are a forgiving person, that forgiveness flows all the way back to the actual incident. And that that person, whoever is involved, and you are both set free back at that incident. And we'll often experience a change in our perception, and sometimes even more than our perception, of everything in that topic, in that uh, chal- in that area, from the time of that incident to the present. Things fall into place. Things fall out of place. God corrects those areas that we've been holding on to for bitterness or for anger or for even righteousness, that you were perhaps unduly challenged in an area or lied about. And there was nothing you could do about it, and you've been carrying that burden with you. When you finally let that burden go, when the Lord frees you from that and heals that wound, that freedom goes all the way back to when you were originally, initially wounded, rejected. And you are set free, and anybody else who is involved are set free. And everything from then to the present is realigned to line up with the truth and the reality of what God wants for you. I, and I, with that, I sometimes wonder... When there comes a point in time when God redeems all in all, all creation groans and travails, and when he redeems all of creation to be one in him, that's the past, present, and future. Will we even have an awareness of sin, rejection, anger, bitterness, Will, we, will they even be comprehensible? 
like thinking about Adam and Eve, they didn't know anything about anger or bitterness while they were still in the garden. It took them being kicked out of the garden, out of the presence of God, for them to experience things. And for you and I, as we return to at least some aspects of that, we are, will we lose the awareness of those aspects of our solical nature and natural nature? Will we realize that we were ever that way? Just something to think about. So our purpose, or our, one of the projects we're working on, is just taking seriously that God wants us to learn how the supernatural realm works. Now we can have confidence that he wants us to know, but on each, each of us has to make our own have our own discussion with God about how much time, energy, and effort to put into any topic that we discuss, any topic that's on your plate. Best way to start with it is, Lord, is this something you want me to be looking at now? Because he will tell you. And the more we can be on the same page with him, again, it goes back to that yoke, being one with him right, right in time. And he lets us know by that yoke rubbing on our shoulders, that pressure on our on our shoulders, that weight that we're pushing or pulling or avo- trying to avoid the direction that he's already going in. He's going to keep going. He's going to drag us if he has to. He knows the direction and the pathway that he has for us, and he's going to take us in that direction and on that pathway. But as we learn the supernatural realm, the reason I have confidence that this is something he wants us to understand is because the supernatural realm is a part of our existence here on this earth. Just as our bodies can't avoid oxygen, breathing in air, our soul cannot avoid the supernatural realm. So we are learning about how the natural realm works, how the supernatural or the solical realm works, and how the spiritual realm works. So the more we can take the, put it in as part of an enjoyable process, we are privileged and it's going to be fun to learn how the supernatural realm works. And as part of that, we're learning of the Holy Spirit. Now, we talked last week about trying to comprehend the incomprehensible. And when we start talking about the Holy Spirit, apart from the Son of God and God the Father, we're always going to run into problems. They always travel together. You're never going to find them in, as individuals. They always are together. So you can trust that if you're hearing something different from the direction of the Spirit or the Son or the Father, odds are one of the things you're hearing is not from one of them. It's from your, an enemy. 
Because God is not double-minded. He doesn't tease us or tempt us. So we're going to start talking about the activities of the Holy Spirit. Before we start looking into how the spiritual realm functions, we are going to learn how the supernatural realm functions. And we start with the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit, and and again, your spirit is connected to the Holy Spirit. When we talk about the Spirit of God, that's who we're talking about. The, his characteristics, his, his being, God is spirit. And if he has re-spirited you, you are spirit. Your soul is in, in trouble and your, your physical body is separated. But your spirit is spirit. That which is born of spirit is spirit. So our challenge is to find out how our spirit, our true spirit, communicates and expresses power and authority in the supernatural realm, as well as how our own supernatural abilities and gifts and power and authority, how our soul call characteristics function in the supernatural realm and over the natural realm. So hopefully that's not too confusing. We're going to start including a link to a chart that will hopefully give more information, give you a layout of the supernat- of the three realms of reality, the spiritual realm, the supernatural realm, and the natural realm. This is my objective approach to trying to be able to communicate. It certainly is not the end-all and be-all, and I always reserve the right to make modifications. But this gets us to a, a place where we can talk about it in common. This is not a competition. I'm not saying you're wrong and I'm right or vice versa. This is not the direction we, we want to go in, that this is something everybody has to abide in. This is a way to start talking about how God reveals himself. So thanks for tuning in. We'll be getting back together again the same time next week. Until then, thanks for tuning in. This has been Diane Thomas of Rainers Radio. Have a great night. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.